Healing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. That's righteousness. And it takes obedience unto righteousness on our part, for he that no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's faith. By works of the law, no flesh will be saved. Just as Paul stated, I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I might win Christ. And I be found having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen in work, who be earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. <clears throat> but Jesus said, Greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. Now, we know the coming of the Lord and the appearing. We see in the latter rain, former rain, latter rain, the coming, parousia, and then the appearing of the Lord. When the Lord himself shall descend from heaven, with a shout, with the voice of their archangel, the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. We realize that before the coming of the Lord, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, he says in Malachi, stated, Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah. He will turn the hearts of the children to the fathers, children, fathers to the children, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And, of course, Malachi ends, and we have a 400-year 400, uh, 400 uh, there lapse between the angel coming to Mary and the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, manifest in the flesh as he worked miracles, as signs and all the wonders that he did, saying that I with the finger of God cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. He said the words that I speak are not mine, but the Father that dwells houses permanently in me. He's the one doing the works. He's the one that is healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and kept it going free. And blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. But then Jesus said, Greater works than these shall you do. Now the works that Jesus did were all redemption miracles. That is, that he is the resurrection and the life. All life is in Christ Jesus. It pleased the Father that all life should be in him. In the days of his flesh, he's one of us in his humiliation. But in his glorification, he went back glorified with the Father's own self, sat down with the Father in his throne, not beside it, in it, Revelation 3.21. But what did he mean? Greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. We're going back to where he was before, before being that he made himself of no reputation, the kenosis, God, who is spirit, Jesus Christ being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, and made himself of no reputation. That's a kenosis. <clears throat> it's a self-imposed limitation upon oneself in a humbled state took upon himself the form of a servant. Well, the servant 
is the one he's chosen. To the natural mind, it sounds like two. The world thinks it's two. The Trinity doctrine is uh, prevail in the Protestant church because of that. We see that in the Nicene Creed and the Council of Nicaea. We see it in the Chalcedonian definition 451 AD, talking about the God-man, that the Son of God, according to his Godhead, was begotten of the Father before the world was, which is total nonsense. It's a lie. He was not begotten before the world was. The Spirit never begot another spirit junior. The Spirit itself made itself of no reputation as self-post limitation to take on him, the Spirit, the form of a servant made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. Jesus said, destroy this temple, in three days I will raise it up. John 2. He said, 46 years were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. Jesus raised his own body up just as he said he would. No man can raise his own body from the dead except he be God. Well, that's exactly what Jesus said. But then he stated the works that he did, he never killed anyone. He didn't work judgment miracles. He did redemption miracles. Every miracle he did was to show that he's the resurrection and the light. In the healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loosing the dumb tongue, the lame walked, and the captive going free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me of the redemption miracles. Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and he proved it. There's eight miracles recorded in John, the book of John, uh, there in the gospel. He states that if all the miracles were recorded that Jesus did. He said, I suppose the very world itself could not contain all the books. So there were many manifold miracles that Jesus did, proving beyond any of a doubt that he is God manifest in the flesh. Just as he stated, if I were the finger of God, cast out devils, know you the kingdom of God's come nigh to you. The finger of God is, he is God's finger, it's God's body, it is the Lord Jesus Christ himself, Jehovah, Lord, God Almighty, the Elohim. Therefore, when he stated, greater works than these shall you do, there's no greater works that you can do than raise the dead. That is the ultimate glory and power revealed. But Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. Well, we see that in the former reign, that is in the book of Acts, the church, they're going forth in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We find some things that Jesus did not do in that in the very shadow of Peter, that those were seen in that shadow, casting shadows Peter were in the shadow of Peter were healed. But more, more so in the latter days, in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, there will be manifold miracles done, but not just the redemption miracles that Jesus did. And this is alluded to on the Mount of Transfiguration. 
In Matthew 17, Jesus went up the mountain apart, taketh with him Peter, James, and John, and upon that mountain he's transfigured. <clears throat> what does that mean to us? Well, Peter, James, and John, the inner three of the twelve, not all, but the remnant of that twelve, were up on that mountain apart with Jesus. But there appeared with Jesus Moses and Elijah. Now we see and know that it was not Moses or Elijah working any of the miracles that they did, but it was Christ in them that did it. We see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. The Old Testament prophets, that's Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That's a capital S. Christ, first and foremost, is that Spirit. So it was Christ working through Moses. It was Christ working through Elijah. Moses did judgment miracles. They're destroying all the gods of Egypt. And then the other, Elijah, did kingdom miracles. We call them restoration miracles. And we call it that because in Matthew 17, when Jesus came down off the mount, they saw, the Peter, James, and John saw Jesus only. It was not Moses nor Elijah, but it was Jesus only, the Christ that was working all the miracles. When Jesus came down from the mount, the disciples asked Jesus, why do the disciples of John, John the Baptist, say that Elijah must first come? Jesus stated, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Now, it's not worldly things. That's the things of faith, for faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. We're earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That faith we're going to see in Revelation 19.10. Then there, when John sees this man, he's about to worship him. He says, see thou doest it not. Worship God. Then he says, I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren and have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, small s. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus and we find in that last day work of the ministry in the body of Christ that there are two qualifications. Revelation 12 those are the remnant of the woman, the remnant of the church, not natural Israel, not Mary some 2,000 years ago, but the present-day church has come into the glory of Jesus and to the measure, measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ have the two qualifications. Number one, they keep the commandments of God. Those that love God keep his commandments. Secondly, they have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. How do we know that? Because not only does it state in Revelation 1 verse 1, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Sentence signified it by his angel unto John. John the revelator in the spirit of Elijah will forerun Jesus' second coming. 
We see in Revelation 14, 12, they're the redeemed. Two qualifications again. They keep the commandments of God, number one, and two, secondly, they have the faith of Jesus, which is the testimony of Jesus. It's a spirit of prophecy. You cannot understand, and no one can understand, the words of the book of this prophecy except by and through the spirit of prophecy. Blessed are those that read and keep the sayings of the book of this prophecy and the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's the revelation of the first chapter. Well, greater works than these shall you do. What did Jesus mean? Well, the last day church in the power of the Holy Ghost in the latter rain in the Perusia, just as it was stated in Hosea 6, Come and let us return to the Lord. We've departed from the true God and eternal life in a Trinity doctrine, in a binary doctrine, in a oneness doctrine, saying the man's not God, but has God in him. No, all of it's in error. So God will bring the ones that are truly seeking him with all their heart, diligently seeking him to the true Jesus. Come and let us return to the Lord, the real Lord, the real Jesus. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He has smitten, he will bind us up. That's how we know God is God. Not because of some word and letter that we read, but in demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost, because when we've had that experience in judgment, we'll know that he is God. The same as Paul on the Damascus Road. He sees a bright light, blinds him, to the point that he says, Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord Jehovah God Almighty? Who are you? He says, I am Jesus, speaking in the Hebrew tongue. I'm Yeshua. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the Christ. It's hard for you all to kick against the pricks. Here, that has a dramatic response there by Paul in receiving the Lord Jesus Christ and being born of the water and the Spirit, we find that that after he's healed of his blindness, even though he has seen the Lord, had the revelation in the name of the Lord, which is Jesus, and knowing his calling and being healed of blindness, his sins still remained. That's the reason Ananias said, Brother Saul, why tearest thou? Rise and be baptized, washing away your sins, calling upon the name of the Lord. Well, he was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. According to Acts 2.38, just as Peter said to the keys of the kingdom, those are newborn babes. But then he went to the next level. He said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. Well, the children we know in 1 John 2.12-14, the children are the ones that have their sins forgiven for his name's sake and have known the Father. They know Jesus is the Father of glory. Then we go to young men. And just as John said in his epistle, I run to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Well, there's an overcomer. Overcome with the world, the devil, and their own flesh. But then fathers, full-grown man. That is, I write unto you fathers because you've known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. That's the word of God. That's a higher glory 
and knowing the work of the ministry as before and behind in the body of Christ. That is a full-grown man. So Paul stated there in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I understood as a child, spake as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Childish things are the childish things of faith. They have to grow up because the newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. Hebrews 5. But those that are winged for the milk are full age. They are the ones that have their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. What did Jesus mean when he said greater works than these uh, shall you do? Well, in the latter reign, that last great reign of his strength, when we come to the real Jesus, a real knowledge of him, then we will, by adding to our faith virtue, being true to God, virtue, knowledge. We have the knowledge that he is God Almighty, the Father of glory. Then knowledge, temperance. Those that strive for the mastery must be temperate or self-controlled in all things, all things of faith. Then temperance, patience. we got to add to that temperance, patience, that after you've done the will of God, you have need of patience. Uh, but let patience have her perfect work that you may receive a full reward. That's not the end. We add to our patience, godliness. That's the God life. That God was manifest in the flesh, justifying the spirit. Seen of angels, pushing the Gentiles, receive up into glory. That's the God life because of what he did. And that's not the end. You add to your godliness, brotherly kindness, just as the Philadelphia church in Revelation 3. And then brotherly kindness, add to that, Charity. Charity is, a, charity is a bond of perfectness. It's an epoch coming unto perfection because charity is the bond guarantee of perfectness coming unto perfection. But you have to walk that by faith. And to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, 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 brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. That's the reason charity will cover multitude two to sins. It's the bond or guarantee of perfectness. It really is, bondeth not itself, seeketh not its own, is that, and rejoices in the truth. Charity will never fail. Therefore, when Paul said, when I was a child, spake as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, full grown, then I put away the childish things, the childish things of faith. This is what Jesus was stating there. And we find in Hosea 6, he said, if we come to the real Jesus, come to the real, the real Lord God Almighty, the revelation, because grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus. We see that in 1 Peter 1, that he is the spirit. He is the Christ. Christ is that spirit. But he's also not only the spirit, but Christ made himself a body of flesh and blood. The spirit added to himself a body of flesh and blood. We see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that uh, they prophesied by the Spirit of Christ that was in them, all the Old Testament prophets, when it signified beforehand, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. Christ the Spirit is the same Christ the man. Well, that's what we see in Isaiah 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, 
and my servant whom I have chosen. Sounds like there's two. And the world has gone after that with a Trinity doctrine, with a binary doctrine, two-ness, or a oneness doctrine that the man is not God, but has God in him. He's standing at the right hand of God. Where the true Jesus only doctrine has Jesus set down, S-E-T, down, settled state of glory, with the Father in his throne, not beside it or around it, in it. Revelation 3.21. He's the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent God Almighty. That's in 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. Jesus, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. He's the only man that is God. No other man could. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Peter, James, John, and all the apostles could not set down where Jesus is, S-E-T, down with the Father in his throne, set down which no man can enter except Jesus himself. There we see in Revelation 1-8 that he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which he is, wasn't it's come, the Almighty. He is the Almighty God. So when we get that revelation and get that straight in the real Jesus, then he says in Hosea 6, 1, come and let us return to the real Jesus, the real Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. He's using judgments to get us there. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. He states, for he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, he will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive, revive us. Well, we've been over second day or 2,000 years. We're in the third day now, the third thousand year, 2022. In the third day, I will raise you up and you will live in my sight. In other words, you'll know even as you're known when that per- which is perfect has come. And if we follow him to know the Lord, he goes on and says, he is going forth is prepared as the morning. That's a morning star. He will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter rain. And we are to ask God, ask you of the Lord, Zechariah 10, 1, ask you of the Lord, rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers, every one grass in the field. Amos 7, it's the latter growth after the king's mowings. He's going to mow things down. It's judgment to reveal who he is, not to destroy mankind, but to reveal the true Jesus, the real God. Not a trinity, not a binary, not a oneness, but a true Jesus-only doctrine. And when we receive that and establish that truth in righteousness, by which grace reigns through righteousness, through that revelation of Jesus, that grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus, First Peter 1, then we will be able to Will be vessels meet for the master's use in the work of the ministry and the last day work of the ministry going to all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. What are the greater works? Jesus did redemption miracles. He said, you'll do the same. These same miracles I do shall you do and greater works than you shall you do. What do you mean by that? Well, the same works he did were redemption miracles. You will also, and I, all the ones that are in the real Jesus, will heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and the captive going free. Signs, miracles, hours, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will, confirming 
his word, where it will not, the gospel will not, the kingdom of God will not stand in enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost. Those are redemption miracles showing that Jesus is a resurrection and the life. But then he said, and greater works than these shall you do. The same works that I did, you'll do, but greater works than these. Well, we're going to be doing the same redemption works of Jesus. We just stated that. Then he said, and then greater works than these shall you do. What is that? Well, we find on the Mount of Transfiguration, there was also Moses. Moses did judgment miracles. Jesus didn't do judgment miracles. He never killed anyone. Howbeit, Moses destroyed all the gods of Egypt, and even the firstborn was the last that destroyed by Pharaoh's own mouth. The firstborn shall surely die. Well, we will work the same judgment miracles that Christ did through Moses. Greater works than these shall you do. What works? The works in judgment, judgment miracles. Now, that's a radical change. That is a radical change than just Pentecost. We saw some, Simon a Sorcerer. Uh, we saw different ones that uh, came against the, uh, the Holy Ghost and judgment, but nothing like we will see in the last days. By the fire that proceedeth out of their mouth shall all be killed in this manner. That's not uh, weapons of carnality. That's in the power of the word of God. Now, the fire that proceeded, the word that proceeded out of their mouth, which is that fire, the Holy Ghost fire. He make his angel spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire. They're doing judgment miracles of Moses. They're turning the water to blood as often as they will, smiting the earth with all manner of plagues as often as they will. And not only that, we have Jesus stating in Matthew 17, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Restoration. A restoration prophet. All things of faith. You know all things. You know all truth. No lies of the truth. It's a revelation of Christ, and he is all that the Spirit is in all distinct offices. In all functions of the Spirit is Christ. Christ is the Father, Christ is the Word, Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the Son of God, Christ is the Son of Man. Christ is all that Spirit, all offices of that Spirit. Now, that is what will lead us, the Holy Ghost, Christ in us, the hope of glory, will lead us and guide us into all truth, to all the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, unto a perfect man in the knowledge of the Son of God. That's not knowing Jesus after the flesh, but after the Spirit, but far greater than that coming to the image of Jesus Christ in a perfect image. Pentecost, we see through a glass darkly, but we're not in Pentecost anymore. Then in Pentecost, we had knowledge in part. Prophecies, prophecies, they would fail. Knowledge would cease. We see that. But then, we're not in that Pentecostal reign anymore. We're in a total new season. We see that in 2 Corinthians 3. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the body of Christ. That the excellency of the fire might be God, not of ourselves, 
what, what does it reveal? The Lord is that spirit. Who's the Lord? Jesus is that spirit, capital S. Not a spirit man, spirit. The Lord is that spirit. When Paul saw him on the Damascus Road, our Lord is a consuming fire. He saw that light. That's what he saw and said, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord Jehovah God Almighty? I am Jesus. The Lord is that spirit. That's a revelation we must have. The real Jesus, that man that you crucified, and God has made him both Lord and Christ, Acts 2, 36. All power in heaven and earth given unto him, the man, Matthew 28, 18. He is a blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. He sat down with the Father in his throne, not around it, in it. That's for Revelation 3, 21. That man, that last Adam, was made a quickening spirit. Not a spirit man, a spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Now, when we get that Jesus, that revelation, and that truth, that he is God, and there's not another, the Lord is that spirit. Then the next step, the land where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's that law of liberty, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But then it goes on in 2 Corinthians 3 and says, we all with open face, not seen through a glass darkly, but we all and with an open face, beholding us in a glass, not seen through a glass darkly now, but beholding as a glass, the glory of the Lord, the full glory, are changed into the very same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We have to know, first of all, that he is that Spirit, that the Son of God is the Father revealed. We have to give him the glory due to his name. Jehovah is salvation, Jesus. And when we do that, then we walk in that law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, with open face, beholding the glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the very same image for whom he did foreknow. Then he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestined, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That's what we're called for. As kings and priests, and we will reign with the Lord in the earth for a thousand years, pressing toward the mark for that prize, that high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. So what are the greater works? You're going to do the ones that are in the real Jesus, and you walk in there in obedience under righteousness, under holiness, partakers of his divine nature, then you will be a vessel meet for the master's use with a new wine and a new wine skin, and you will work redemption miracles of Jesus just as he did. These works shall you do also. And you will work the judgment miracles of Moses, and greater works than these shall you do. Those judgment miracles of Moses is you read about in Revelation 11, the same as you see and the exodus of Israel from Egypt. Then we also see the restitution, restoration miracles of Elijah, which are very important and critical for the coming of the Lord because we see in Acts 3, verse 20 and 21, the heavens must receive Jesus. He's going to stay there until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things, all truth. We must be led and guided into all truth and obedience 
unto righteousness, unto holiness, before the Lord comes the second time, the second advent. When he comes the second time with that sin of salvation for the salvation of his saints. What are the greater works? You're going to do the redemption miracles of Jesus, the judgment miracles of Moses, and the restoration kingdom miracles of Elijah. There you have it. You must know, and we all must know, that he is God, and we all speak the same things in the present truth in that proceeding word of God unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, coming to the full knowledge of him, that's epigonosco, in a full image of Jesus Christ. There you have it. Who will make it? Only those are ones that, that are upright, righteous, and holy. Only those will be the ones meet for the master Jews. Greater works than these shall you do. You'll do the judgment miracles of Moses along with the restoration miracles of Elijah along with redemption miracles that Jesus did uh, just as Jesus stated, fulfilling his word. These works shall you do and greater works than these shall you do. It's up to us. Seek in him, he will perform it. It's the Christ in us that will do it. Holy Ghost bears witness to your spirit that this is the truth. We would like to meet you in the unity of the faith, knowing them that labor among us. We'd like to meet you. You can call me on my phone, country code one plus nine zero three seven four six four eight eight five. Or you can write to me, Dennis Spirit Post Office, Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can message us or question on our website, sealinggodspeople.com, sealinggodspeople.org, or that is dennisbeard.org. Thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings. We're right, we can keep these podcasts coming to you over the various sites. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.